Welcome to Raiders on the Record, the podcast featuring Hastings High School Athletics. I'm Athletic Director Trent Hansen. My colleague Tim Hanneberg and I work together to bring you the stories of Raiders sports. We are thrilled to share conversations with the athletes, coaches, and alumni that represent Raider Nation. Check back weekly and be sure to share this podcast with your friends in the Raiders Network. In this episode, we feature Kiki Racky, a 2016 Raider graduate. During her time at Hastings High School, Kiki competed in hockey, track, cross country, and soccer. In cross country, she was all-conference and a captain of the team her freshman year. In soccer, Kiki was all-conference and all-section team during her senior season. In hockey, she was all-conference four times, all-state honorable mention, and made all-state as a senior. Kiki was a two-year captain, a finalist for Miss Minnesota, and his second all-time for points in Hastings girls hockey history. After high school, she attended Bemidji State University, where she majored in medical biology and chemistry. Kiki played hockey at BSU for four years, where she was a three-time WCHA Scholar-Athlete, a two-year captain, two-time academic All-American, and a nominee for BSU's Scholar-Athlete of the Year. All right, here we are with Kiki Radke. Kiki, just a little fun way to start the podcast Let's talk a little bit about yourself. Three things here. So first one, three things, your favorite movie, food, or artist? Uh, my favorite movie is, is for sure. Um, um, oh, man. Remember the Titans? By far my favorite movie. Uh, my favorite food is for sure steak. And what was the other one? Uh, you could use artist. Um, maybe author time of the year as well. It could be a uh, genre favorite, of music too. Something favorite like season is summer. Summer for sure. Yeah. What about the stakes on the Traeger? Is that the only way to do it now? Or do you enjoy the Blackstone as well? Um, both of them are good. And we've gotten good at it this winter, like doing it in the, like searing it on the Blackstone and then just cooking it in the oven. Gotten pretty good at that too. The Blackstone is a game changer. It's an absolute yep. game changer. I love Everybody. it. We use it all the time. Everyone needs one. Yep. All right. Next one here. <laughs> If you had to choose the beach or the mountain, sweet or salty, dogs or cats, which ones? Beach, sweet, and dogs for sure. Right on. Last one here. Three words to describe you. Ooh, uh, outgoing, determined, and uh, I guess pretty energetic. Awesome. <laughs> sweet. So first question then, let's dive into your background. Describe your family growing up, brothers, sisters, mom, dad, anything. Did you grow up in Hastings originally or were you from Hastings? Walk us through Kiki Raggy growing up. So I was born and raised in Hastings. Um, my mom and dad are Mel and Brian Radke, and I have an older brother, Matthew. Um, growing up, me and him were always super close because we're less than two years apart. And in school, we're only about a year apart. So we always share like, the same friends. Um, I always, growing up when I was young, I always wanted to do the same things he wanted to do, which is how I actually got into hockey is uh, he started playing and I was too young to play, but the next year I was determined that I was going to play with him and be on his team. Um, so I started playing hockey when I was three. Um, I went to C's elementary school from pre-K to uh, fifth grade. 
played a lot of sports growing up, soccer, softball, track and field, cross country, you name it. I, I played it at some point. Um, and then, yeah, I got to high school, kind of narrowed down my sports a little bit, started looking at schools and I graduated from Hastings in 2016 um, and then went on to college. That's awesome. So you mentioned your brother, Matthew, and your real name is not Kiki. So talk about how you got the nickname Kiki and where that came Yeah, so uh, I got asked this one time in college too, and I called him out on an interview. Um, he, so since he was so close in age to me, he was just started speaking when I was born and he had a really bad speech impediment. Um, so he couldn't say Caitlin for some reason. It just came out as Kiki and it was cute, you know, when you're young and but it actually just ended up sticking. And even now people think that my real name is Kiki. Um, people are like truly blown away when they find out my name is Caitlin. So it's kind of just become, I guess, who I am. Um, and people always ask me, you know, do you want to be called Kiki or Caitlin? And I truly don't care at this point. Uh, it just becomes second nature. That's awesome. So you kind of mentioned sports too. Thinking back growing up, what was your earliest memory playing sports or your earliest memory of a sport you played? Yeah, the, the earliest thing I could think of was um, I have this picture of like the Kniff family, Aishans, my brother and I, and Coopers. We were all on the same team. And my dad, Matt Cooper, and uh, Marty Kniff were the coaches. I just remember like going to practice when we were that young and like we were all best friends. Um, I think that's part of the reason I loved the sport so much is that I started out with all my friends. Um, so that's like my earliest memory that I can really think of playing hockey. I just really liked going to the rink with my brother and like just playing with my friends and being able to like shoot pucks in the garage and do that sort of thing. Um, I guess that's probably the, the closest I can get to my earliest hockey memory. Oh, that's cool. You mentioned a lot of sports that you played growing up to cross country, soccer, hockey, maybe let's, so those were the sports you played when you were younger too. Let's, let's start in about seventh grade then. Talk about the sports that you started playing then, okay. accomplishments with them, and then let's stop right around ninth grade. Let's okay. Just maybe walk through middle school. Um, so let's see. In sixth grade, I was on the cross-country team. Um, that's where I just really learned that I loved to run. I would never really had gotten into it before. Um, loved it. Loved the team. Loved the coaches in middle school. And so I ran cross-country from sixth grade sixth and seventh grade uh, at the middle school level. And then I got, went to the high school level varsity in eighth grade and ninth grade. Um, ended up quitting after ninth grade because of uh, stress fractures and shin splints that I had. Um, and then let's see, also in middle school, I ran track, I believe in seventh and eighth grade or sixth and eighth grade. Um, I enjoyed it. I didn't like it as much as cross country just because uh, cross country was so different every time you ran. I don't think every course was different. And uh, I guess that was just more exciting to me. Uh, seventh grade, I actually played golf for a year. I was on the JV team, but I loved it. The girls were fun. Um, I don't know why I just, it just didn't really stick with me. I didn't have the love for it like I thought I would. And then um, obviously I was playing hockey all the way up. I started playing high school on the varsity team in eighth grade. Um, I think those were my, my four sports in middle school that I played. And then going up through high school, I uh, ran cross country in ninth grade, like I said, ended up quitting after that. Um, was on the varsity team of 
in hockey from eighth to 12th grade. I uh, ran track for the high school. Uh, my The spring of freshman year ended up quitting though after that, just couldn't couldn't keep bouncing back from the injuries was just becoming a lot and it was putting me out with hockey and stuff too so I just had to kind of weigh my options there so then my my sophomore year I actually only played hockey and then junior year I was committed at that point to Bemidji so I'm like you know what I'm just gonna have some fun with my junior year and I wanted to play soccer again because I'd quit soccer in fifth grade um so I wanted to play soccer again all my friends played I was like you know let's just see what happens um so I tried out made the team not I just I didn't have any talent I was just fast so they put me on defense um but I loved it I had so much fun probably one of the best decisions I've made actually was going back out for soccer but my junior year I got hurt at a hockey tournament during soccer season uh tore my MCL fractured my tibia so I couldn't play soccer my junior year I went back my senior year and played and I absolutely loved it I had like the girls were awesome. Coaches were great. They just they kind of knew my weaknesses more than my strengths, and they did, we just all had fun with it. So that's kind of all the sports I played. Um, some of the accomplishments, I guess. Um, I know for hockey, I think I was all conference three or four times. I was all state honorable mention my junior year, all state my senior year. Um, I was a finalist for the Miss Hockey Award my senior year. Uh, got into the top five there, which was pretty awesome. That was my, that was one of my biggest goals growing up is I wanted to be Miss Hockey. So I got pretty close. I was actually really content with where I got. Um, made the all section team for soccer. Not sure how that happened. Um, let's see. I, I was captain of the cross country team in ninth grade. So that was kind of exciting. Um, and then now I was a two-year captain of the hockey team. So I had quite a few, I'm probably missing something in there, but uh, I, I, I really enjoyed my, all the sports I played in high school. Yeah. We'll, we'll dive into maybe hockey just in a second too, but I think one of your biggest team accomplishments was the powder puff championship. So <laughs> no, I'm kind of joking, but you guys, did. I just remember that was McClay, fun. McClay I got a little penalty on you. Yeah. My favorite was when McClay called a penalty on you, but yeah, that's, that was I did lay someone out pretty good though. I'm not going to lie. It was a little aggressive. (laughs) One or two times. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's okay. So let's, let's go through hockey a little bit to walk through me since that was your biggest, biggest sport that you played too for yourself. Walk through each year as well. I know you talked about a lot of the accomplishments that you had with hockey. Walk through starting in eighth grade. You started on varsity that year. Maybe walk through the team as well. Any accomplishments with the team? And if you can kind of maybe break down those accomplishments year to year with hockey as well, can you just go back through and do that for me? Yeah. So um, eighth grade, I tried out, made the team, but I was really small that year. Um, I think I'd barely hit a hundred pounds in eighth grade. So I was on the fourth line, but I just kept working. Um, I was getting, I was getting time on the ice. I was mostly getting time on the penalty kill though. So I actually, I think I scored four goals my eighth grade year. And two of them were shorthanded. So um, that was kind of like my biggest takeaway from that year. I don't think I won any awards that year, but the team was amazing. I know I remember the senior class that year. I got picked up from the middle school. Some of the girls would pick me up because I couldn't drive, obviously. And 
they'd bring me to the rink every day and they'd bring me home from the rink and they'd take care of me like a like a big sister I remember Josie Stepan taking care of me a lot um almost killing me a few times in her car coming home from the rink but um she definitely stood out that year as like one of the people I really looked up to um and then I made a huge transition between eighth and ninth grade um I started to work out more and that's when Josh McClay like really kind of pushed me because he knew that I, I struggled in eighth grade. Um, so he, he wanted me to become better and really make a big turn in my career that year. So we worked out about seven days a week that summer. I ended up gaining like 25 pounds and just became a lot sturdier on the ice, became stronger, was able to shoot the puck better. And um, he really taught me a lot about like controlling my emotions at the same time because I, I was a hothead. So he really taught me and when to control my emotions, what to do. And I think that's what kind of what changed my career then. Going into ninth grade, I, I was confident. Um, I felt good about my game. And I played that year with Nat Simons, Kit Rudy, and Sammy Clausen. So they uh, really pushed me too. Nat shot pucks with me all the time. And so I think freshman year, I think I was all conference, if I remember right. Um, I still don't think I had many points. I was never really a natural, like natural goal scorer or anything like that. I just, I worked hard. I, and I, I don't know, I did the best I could. Didn't always have the best hands with the best shot. Um, but I was never going to let anyone outwork me on the ice. And then in 10th grade, I really felt like my role had changed on the team and I did become, I had to step up and become more of a goal scorer. Uh, so that summer I worked a lot on shooting and stick handling and uh, like every day in the garage, I'd go out there and I was, I was determined that I was going to be like the stud that next year. Cause I, I just hadn't been before. And I felt like it was just kind of my time to come. So I worked really hard and sophomore year, I got all conference and um, you know, we had some big team wins that year too. Uh, we just always kind of fell short in sections. We made it to the semifinal game. And for some reason, our con our section was really good that year. And we just, it was tough to come out of it. Um, we had a lot of talent, a lot of depth, but a lot of the other teams had more. <laughs> so, uh, and then going into my junior year, I, when I got voted captain, I was like, okay, like it's kind of a kick in the butt. Like you got to figure it out. Like you really got to step up. So my junior year I was named captain. I got all state honorable mention, got to go to the Miss Hockey Banquet, just and that year was my first year being committed to Bemidji State. I committed the summer of my sophomore year. So I felt like I really had something to prove, you know, because some people get content after they commit. And I felt like at that point, I knew I couldn't get content. I just had to become better. Um, so I think that was probably the best year that I actually had it was my junior year. Um, so I got yeah, the All-State Honorable Mention. I was super excited. Uh, I felt like I was progressing well towards college and then senior year. Um, I think I, I got close to, I think I tied or I'm now second in history for points behind Erica McKenzie. And that kind of broke through my senior year. I think I racked up like 55 or ish points that year. Um, I don't know what got into me, but I just, I had a really, really good year that year. I was feeling good going into college and, um, I got reassured with, uh, being voted into the Miss Hockey semifinalist, finalist group. And um, I just felt, you know, really good. I, I wish we could have made it to state at some point in my career, but I guess it just wasn't in, wasn't in our book. Other teams had had some good players and um, we never could make it. So that's the one thing that I look back on and wish I could have changed in high school, but 
I feel like my career was still successful and I'm happy with the impact that I made on our program. Nice. So the next two questions are a little bit similar, I feel, but if you can maybe break them up, that'd be great. Yep. What do you think the, mo the most rewarding experience was uh, playing at Hastings High School? And then tell me about a favorite moment as well, playing for Hastings High School. Okay. So my, I think the most rewarding part for me was uh, just playing for my hometown. I, there was a point between ninth and 10th grade where I was considering going to Shattuck. Uh, my buddies were going there and I thought, you know, like this might, this might, this might really be my time. Like it might be something I would really enjoy. Um, and I just like, I thought about, I was like, you know what? I, I can't, like, I, I need to play for my town. This is a town I love. Like it's made me into the player that I am, the person I am. So I think definitely the most report, like the most rewarding part for me is just that I got to give back to the community and be someone that like now girls get to look up to. Cause I remember growing up, like Erica McKenzie was an absolute stud. And like, I wanted to be just like her every day. Like I strive to be like her. And then I wanted to be like Brittany Hunnicky. And I wanted to be like all these girls who had, who had made a difference staying in Hastings. And there's just something about like having a Tuesday night game and you win and all your friends and fans are there. And then you come to school on Wednesday and like, everyone's so excited. It, it could have been a team that was horrible, but you won and like everyone was so excited. So that was definitely the best part about playing in Hastings was just the camaraderie we had. And then my favorite moment was my senior year playing against Burnsville in sections. Uh, my best friend and college roommate was the goalie on Burnsville. And we went into, I think the third or fourth overtime she had, I think we racked up like 60 or 70 shots against her. And she was just standing on her head like usual. And finally, in the last overtime, we'd been playing for like four hours, four and a half hours at that point. And I scored off of a face off with Josie Cummer on the ice. It was her first shift of the game. And uh, I'll never forget it right off the face off I scored and everyone just went nuts. It was like the best feeling in the world. And then, uh, yeah, we, we moved on in sections that year and it was just super exciting. Like it was my last game in the Hastings rink too. So it was just something really special that I'll, I'll never forget. Nice. So you played on a lot of teams too for Hastings. Can you talk about one coach that really stood out for you playing while you were at Hastings? It could be a club coach too, but someone that a coach that really stood out for you. Uh, what did they teach you? How do they teach you the stuff? the lessons that you learned, you still take to this day? Yeah, I'd say it, I thought about this one and I still, I, it's the hardest question that uh, I knew you were going to ask me just with how many coaches I had, like, and they were all so different. Like in Hastings, uh, Steve Benson, he was always the guy who was going to tell you things you didn't want to hear and like push you and yell at you. And, but at the same time, like you walk into the rink and he's the first guy to give you a hug or like you make a mistake. He's the first guy to give you a hug, but he's always going to give you like something else to work for. Like, and he always pushed me to be better at something. And then you had like Corkish and he was just like another, like a dad to me. Like he was so, he knew when I was up, he knew when I was down, he knew what, like when I needed to figure my stuff out. And um, he really pushed me. He was, he was gritty and he, he like, like Benny, he'd tell you what you didn't want to hear. And that's why I think I made so many good steps in my career is because of all the things like he'd tell me to work on something over the summer and I'd go and I'd, I'd work hard and uh, he'd see me progress. And he was always just so proud. Um, and he, even to this day, like we still text all the time and uh, we reach out to each other and 
I don't know, like I've, I've had so many coaches and like in college, those coaches were amazing too. So it's like, I can't even summarize one coach. They're all so different, but they all pushed me so hard to get to the point that I was able to get to. Nice. So you named a lot of the teammates you've had as well. If you could just pick one of them, what kind of lessons did this person teach you? How did you, how did they teach you that stuff? What did you learn? And maybe did you take that stuff too? You've kind of talked about when you were the young kid on the team and then you became the captain and things were different. Did those lessons that person taught you kind of resonate then too? Yeah. So the first person that came to my head was Natalie Simon. So she was two years older than me. Um, and she, she lived like close to me too. So I think it was after my eighth grade year, she knew that I needed to work on my stick handling and my uh, shooting. And she was really good. Like she stick handled and shot pucks all the time. So every day she'd come up to my house and we would shoot pucks in the garage for hours, play games against each other, like do different stick handling drills. And then we'd go grab lunch. And at that point I still couldn't drive even getting into high school. So she'd bring me to the rink every day and drop me off after, like after practice. And she was always just someone who, she really pushed me and she also worked out with McClay and I, uh, for a few summers. So it, it felt like we were always together. And she, I think what is so different about Nat is she saw the potential in me that I don't think I ever even saw in myself. And I think like all those moments that we spent, you know, working hard and she spent beating me a lot of the time. Um, she knew that at some point I was going to get to a high level and, um, she's honestly part of the reason that I think I got to where I was just because of how much she supported me and she pushed me every day. And I don't know, she's definitely the one in high school who made the biggest difference, I think. Right on. So you kind of hit on this next one to the improvement process that helped you get to the next level. You talked about working out with McClay during the summers. You talked about stick handling in your garage and, and some of the older hockey players helping you out with that stuff too. Maybe if you want to just delve into that a little bit more, maybe talk about the workouts. Was it something that you did every summer? Was it something maybe just that one summer between eighth and ninth grade? Just go a, a little bit deeper into that kind of stuff. Okay. So, yeah, I, I remember one summer too in sixth grade that I shot pucks with Brittany Haneke. So she came over and we shot pucks together and that was seemed like the best thing ever. Uh, that was just one summer. And then let's see. I think in seventh grade, I signed up for Raiders Express, never went. And McClay's like, you need to start going, you know, yelling at me. And I just, I needed to. So finally he said, you know what? You're done. If you're not going to go on your own, then you're going to come with me. And I said, okay, like, let's do it. He's my godfather. So I was like, well, I can't really tell him no. Um, so beginning in seventh grade, every day, five days to seven days a week, we We'd go to the high school. We he started teaching me Olympic lifts. You know, we started out with like a pipe, like just learning how to do a, a lift together. He, and he was very detail oriented, which is which was great. Um, and then we slowly started progressing and getting further into the Olympic lifts and doing agility. And I remember when I was younger at that age too, we did a lot of like gymnastics and tumbling, uh, just to be able to like better control my body as I was growing and kind of going through an awkward phase. Uh, so we did a lot of tumbling and stuff like that. And then, like I said, eighth grade just made, after eighth grade, I just made huge gains. Uh, it's finally when we started adding, like adding weight. And that summer I just, I became strong, became faster. And then, so then in ninth through ninth and 10th grade, I think we'd work out 
um, cause I wasn't in spark yet. I only was in gym. So then we'd work out together every day outside of hockey season and wrestling, se- wrestling season at the high school, still working on the Olympic lifts. Um, and I think we did it like three to four days a week then. Um, and then my junior and senior year, we, I did spark, but then I'd all, he'd also make me go work out after school too, if it wasn't hockey season. So I was, you know, working out at least five days a week for probably two, two hours ish a day. Um, but it's definitely what, uh, set me apart when I got to college is just the experience and the knowledge I had when it came to weightlifting. A lot of girls didn't have that. And it definitely set me apart my freshman year. But, um, I'll never forget like some of the McClay lived two houses down from me and I'll never forget some of the random like Tuesday nights and in the middle of summer, he'd come down to the house at like 9 PM be like, Hey, get your shoes on. You're going for a run. And I never questioned it. I just popped up, got my shoes on and we'd go for a few mile run at nine o'clock at night. Like he always pushed me to work when someone else isn't. So we'd go on those late night runs and then he just to be, just to test me mentally too. He'd, he'd make me get up at five or four 30 in the morning to go to the high school and work out. So it's like, you got home at 10 PM and you're waking up at four 30. Like you just got to kind of figure it out. I think that's what kind of made me mentally stronger as well as physically stronger. And I mean, he did that for, and then through college, we'd work out together every summer too. So I think we, we counted, I think we worked out together for 10 years. And, uh, yeah, we definitely got a lot closer. There was times I, probably could have bit his head off and he probably could have bit off mine too, but uh, he's definitely the one who really elevated my game. And I, I would not have done that without him. So there was nice. some horrible workouts and maybe better. <laughs> nice. So we'll talk about college in a second, but let's just circle back. You, you graduate from Bemidji state and then you come back to Hastings. Why did you come back to Hastings and what's this town mean to you? Oh, this town means everything. Um, my, my grandparents live here. A lot of my family lives here. It's just kind of like all I've ever known, but it's also, it's what I've always loved. Um, I've always wanted to give back. I've always wanted to be a part of my community. And um, so, yeah, when I graduated, well, when COVID hit last March, um, it was my senior year. I had one class left and uh, went on spring break and just never ended up going back to school. So my only choice was kind of to move home and so I moved back in with mom and dad and then, yeah, I got, I got engaged in August and we ended up buying a house out of nowhere. It's actually five houses down from mom and dad. So now I'm, I'm really, You're stuck stuck forever. yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't even move off the road. So, um, I've always just wanted to give back. I've always wanted to be a part of the special community. So that's, that was always my main goal was to get back here. Awesome. So you graduate from high school. You go to Bemidji State, so talk us through why Bemidji, where else were you looking, and then you committed pretty early too, so just walk us through the, the committing process and looking for colleges as well. Yeah, so I, the first letter I got was actually from Bemidji when I was in ninth grade, and at that point, I think they could only email Corkish and send me one letter in the mail. That was kind of like the recruiting protocols or something. Um but I never, I didn't go on any visits. I don't think until that summer and Bemidji was one of the first places I went to. And I did not want to go on a visit. I didn't know what Bemidji was. I didn't know who they were. Um, 
my parents literally had to drag me up there and I my dad almost turned around when we were going up there because I wouldn't stop complaining um so that was going into 10th grade I believe and then through 10th grade um some some more letters came out people reached out uh, but ultimately by the end of 10th grade I think I had visited Ohio State uh the U of M UMD UND and then UConn um in Bemidji and those were like those were the schools that I was strongly considering. Um, I looked at Mankato, looked at St. Cloud. They just didn't really have the programs and stuff I wanted to go into. So I, I kind of just um, didn't really look into those super hard. Uh, yeah, ended up committing to Bemidji um, on my birthday when I turned 16. And I just loved the school. When I got up there, it was a town kind of like Hastings. They had a big lake, kind of like our river. Uh, they had a cute little downtown area. The campus was fairly small, which was nice. There's only 5,000 people that go there. So the nicest part too is like walking around campus. The girls knew each other and like uh, the teachers know you, the, the faculty all know you. And um, it just kind of felt like a really, like a really homey place to go. It reminded me of Hastings. And then the rink was spectacular. Like some of the best facilities I've seen uh, it was fairly new that when I went and looked at it and the coaches were amazing. The team, the girls were just goofy. I just felt like I fit right in. Um, so yeah, I committed when I turned 16 and it was, I'd never even questioned it once. And then, yeah, I graduated in 2016 and went to BSU with uh, goals of becoming a physician assistant. So I majored in medical biology and graduated in May. Awesome. Can you walk through every single year you played hockey there as well? Yeah. Years you started kind of maybe what line you played on any other conference captain, yep. how the team did as well, things like that. Okay. So freshman year, I went in guns blazing. Um, I broke a bunch of the records during the uh, physical testing and stuff. The first week um, I was in like the best shape of my life and the coaches saw that they recognized it. They saw the hard work that I had to have put in to get there. So starting that season, I was actually on the first line with this two senior captains. Um, and talk about intimidating. I was so scared, but um, I, so I stayed on that line for a few months until our season kind of took a turn and we need to change things up. Freshman year, we weren't very good. Um, we had really good talent, but for some reason, we just couldn't put it all together. We were a really young team and we just couldn't put together a streak that we needed to. So we didn't make it past the first round of playoffs. I don't believe And every year I was in school, the first team we played in playoffs was UMD. And, uh, so I played UMD that year and, um, first round of playoffs and we went three game. No, we played the Gophers that year. We played the Gophers that year because we were so bad. We were the seventh seed and we took them to three games in playoffs and almost beat them in the third game, which would have been the first time in history that they lost in playoffs. Um, oh, I forgot about that. Um, so That's yeah, that was, this. That's why we're doing this right now. So you, you remember what happened? Yeah. We got I, it down for history. I thought I played UMD every year. Wow. Um, yeah. So that was, actually really exciting because they had never been beaten playoffs in the first round of playoffs before. So we took them to game three that year and it was, it was huge. And then we only lost by one goal in the third game. 
wow, yeah, that was exciting. Okay, and then sophomore year, I was on the second line the entire year, I guess, yeah, second line. And I was on the kill a lot though. I was on the, on the penalty kill, kind of my specialty there, um, was the number one kill unit. And really that's kind of where I just found that I just peaked. That's where I thrived. So dedicate a lot of time to that. And then, yeah, that year too, we, I think we played Duluth that year. Like, I think we played them 12 or 13 times, like an absurd amount of times. Mm-hmm. Played them in like two different tournaments and regular season games. It felt like every other weekend we were playing them. And then we played them in playoffs at their place. And we, I think we beat them that year. Yeah, we did beat them that year in three games though. And it was like the longest three games of my life. Um, and then my junior year, I was on the second line again, cause we had a senior who played ahead of me. She was, she was pretty good. She was solid. Her dad played in the NHL. Good person though. And, um, so me and her were pretty tight, but yeah, I was the second line behind her. Really. I got onto the power play that year too, which was exciting. I hadn't really been a, like a key component on the power play until that year. Uh, kind of found my niche there and pushed hard to be a, an important unit. Uh, kept kept doing pretty good on the penalty kill. Loved blocking shots. Loved bruises. Uh, I guess I just loved getting hit by hard rubber. Um, and then that year again, we played Duluth an absurd amount of times. And then we played them again in playoffs. We lost in three games. And then senior year, I was the captain. I was an assistant captain that year. Got voted assistant captain. And then there's another assistant captain and a, a head captain. They were both seniors. And then going into senior year, I was just feeling pretty free. I don't know. I was just kind of, I was looking to have like a good year, have fun with it. And uh, got voted captain that year, co-captain with one of my, with my roommate, Abby. And then, uh, we started out really rough though. We started out, I think, Oh, nine and one that year. Um, we played five of the top 10 ranked teams to start out our first 10 games. And it was bumpy. It was tough. You know, we had really had to learn how to persevere through those games and it brought out some, some pretty dark sides and some people, but it really brought out like who the true leaders on the team were. And we just had to keep going. No one was going to feel bad for us. So we had to figure it out. We snapped out of it, went on like a 14 game win streak after that, before the winter break. Um, had a really good second half of the year too. Ended up playing Duluth again in playoffs. And on Saturday, so we went into two overtimes on Friday, ended up losing. And then we went into ooh, five overtimes, I think on Saturday. So we'd been playing for, I think, almost like five hours at this point. And we ended up scoring in like the fifth overtime. But then we had to come back on Sunday and play again. And all of us were like, we thought we were going to die. Like we, it was horrible. Um, Then Sunday's game was another close game. And we lost by one goal. But at that point, I was like, okay, there's nothing more that I could have done. Like in this game or in this whole year. So I felt like I went out on like a pretty good note. Um, Obviously as sad as it was to play your last game, I felt like I had a lot of successes and a lot of good memories to come out of it. That's great. So you talked about 
being a physician's assistant or wanting to be it and getting your major in line for that. Walk us through after you graduate from Bemidji. You talked about moving back in the same street as your parents and so moving back to Hastings and getting engaged and buying a house. So just walk us through the process of what's happened since you graduated from Bemidji State. Yeah, so I um, started last January. I had plans to become a medical scribe for Dr. Para, who's a summit orthopedic, he's a orthopedic surgeon at Summit. So that was my goal. When I graduated, um, I was going to work for him. I was actually going to start in March by like partially moving home. And then COVID hit, moved home, but then elective surgeries and stuff shut down. So he wasn't doing clinics. So I wasn't working. And then I had to start studying for my GRE for it's a uh, grad school admissions exam. And so I started studying for that because I didn't have a job. Um, it was hard to find one. And so I studied for that, took that. And then I had worked for Stepping Out. It's a group home in town and I loved it. I absolutely loved the company. So, and they needed people. So I reached out and said, Hey, like, I'd love to come back. And so I started working there again last summer. Um, cause they were so short staffed with COVID and I, um, and then I started with Dr. Para again, I think when elective surgeries opened up in, uh, July at that point, I had applied to all my PA schools. Um, I think I applied to six. I had interviews to four of them and I got waitlisted at three of them. So it's kind of still where I'm sitting right now. Uh, my biggest thing was I was lacking the hands-on care that they wanted. Uh, just because of hockey and busy and yeah, just never really having a steady job through college. Um, but then I, I saw that the fire department was hiring EMT firefighters and I was like, gosh, that'd be kind of cool. And that'd be a good way to get back to my community. I'd literally be working for my, for the city. And so I applied and I, I got hired there. And so I started my EMT school in September. I became a certified EMT and, uh, December and I absolutely love it I've been doing like my ride-alongs and it's been so exciting and I just love every experience that I have down there so I've actually like decided to change my plans and I'm planning on going if I don't get into PA schools I'm gonna um, go get my paramedic and become a paramedic and hopefully work in town or wherever I can get a job I just love I, I never looked into it before I was always so set on being a PA um, I guess that's one thing I'd tell every other kid is to really explore your options. Um, cause this is something that I get so excited to like go to work every day and it's every day is different. So that's kind of my plan now. No, that's neat. Something you didn't really expect or know too much about it. Just never yeah. literally fell on your lap and, and now you're loving it. That's really neat. Yeah. Without COVID, I don't think I would have ever looked into it. That's great. So next one here then for you, Kiki. What ways do you think your experience uh, playing high school athletics for Hastings still has an impact on your day? I know maybe with your job now, you got to keep working out. So I know all those late nights with <laughs> McClay, maybe having an impact on you, but yeah. yeah. So once again, your high school experience, what kind of impact is it having on you today? Yeah, it, it definitely, um, it taught you at like a young age that how to balance, um, friends, school, sports, um, and still, have some sanity so I think that's like the one thing from high school like being a student athlete that a lot of people I don't feel like really get to experience is um, how much you learn to balance your life and even now still like I'm working three jobs 
and I'm constantly having to bobble my time and make time for friends and family and everyone still. So I feel like that's one thing, like as an athlete that a lot of people just don't get. And with Hastings too, it's like, everyone's so close here. So you come back and I've been asked, you know, come back out and skate with some of the girls and help and help people that I've never really even talked to before, but they just want to have, you know, like someone who was successful here and come back and help out their girls and make them better. So um, I don't know, I've taken a lot away from high school, but definitely time management was key. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was my next question then for you too. How are you still connected to athletics nowadays? Is there anyone in particular you're coaching one-on-one or a group or a club, a team, weightlifting or anything like that too? Yeah, so I, I'm not coaching currently. I helped coach a team, the Woodbury varsity team this summer, just because I knew a girl from college and she became their head coach there. So she wanted some young, young experienced girls to come help. So I helped her out. Um, just with the year that I've been having and kind of everything that's been going on, I, I haven't really had the time to coach anyone in particular. Um, but I know like Jamie Stevens down at the fire department, he coaches the Bantam, Bantam B team, I think in town. And he's reached out to me and he wants me to come out and like skate with the boys because he thinks his boys are knuckleheads. And so he wants me to come out there and, and show him, you know, some little like tips and tricks that I've learned and just kind of be a face out there for them to ask questions to and um, help them along in any process that they have. I haven't really been in much contact with the Hastings girls. Some of the girls will text me occasionally, but uh, yeah, right now I've kind of just taken a step back from hockey, I guess. Right on. A couple questions here for you to, to wrap things up. And this is maybe one of the most, well, I think your whole life is important, but this is kind of one of the most important pieces here too. Uh, so if you could give parents or coaches two pieces of advice from your perspective, your experiences, what would they be and why? So my first one was I would tell parents to not force their kid into something. Um, let them find the path that they want to go down. And if they don't want to put the time and energy into it, um, you forcing them to do it isn't going to make anything better. And then just support your children when whatever they want to pursue. Um, that's something that my parents, I love that they did. If I wanted to play soccer for a year, go for it. I wanted to play golf for a year, go for it. Um, you just never know where that experience might lead you. And I, I'm happy that I got to explore like every path that I could have imagined. And it's just something that I'd really push for a lot of kids in today's age too, that are becoming one sport athletes is try other sports, just, go out and hang out with your friends. If that's all that really matters to you, just go do something because you might love it. Excellent. Now, same kind of question for student athletes. So two pieces of advice for current student athletes from your perspective, your experiences, what would they be and why? So the one that always stands out to me, like from McClay was um, work hard when no one else is watching and no one else is doing that. Um, do the work that other people don't want to do. Um, go in at five in the morning and work out, go for a late night run or do something, do sit-ups and push-ups during uh, commercials. That's what I always did growing up and um, always work when no one else is watching. And then uh, the book that McClay made me read, which is one of the only books I've read probably recently. It better be Chopwood Carry Water. You bet it is. Mm, love it. 
honestly probably the best book I've ever read in my life. Um, just taught me that you have to do every little thing day in and day out. You have to do it to perfection. Um, become an expert at the little things because they make a huge impact in your life, whether it's in your sport or in your personal life. Um, put in every piece of effort that you have into everything. Perfect. That chop wood, carry water by Such Joshua. Yeah. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> Joshua Metcalf, one of my favorite authors and, and one of the best books around. So I definitely agree. Yeah. Well, Kiki, that's all I got for you. The final, the mic is yours now. Anything I didn't ask you, anything you want to talk about, the floor is yours. Oh, I think I'm good. I appreciate being asked on here. I hope this makes an impact for some of the kids in the, in the school. I wish I would have had this growing up. So that's awesome. Well, thank you, Kiki. Yeah. Thanks, Tim.